from the studios of Teeing It Up, and where are you, Luke, today? I'm in a car in Charleston. In a car in Charleston. It sounds like a good movie title. <laughs> or a Dateline special. <laughs> Hopefully the former, <laughs> not the latter. This is Teeing It Up presents this, and it's a Sunday sprint for Super Wild Card Weekend 2022. Which means, of course, Luke, we open about the Jets and their matchup today. Yes, of course. Uh, 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 annual tradition, talking about the Jets on this weekend. The Jets are not in the playoffs? Unfortunately not. Oh. Yeah, sorry to break it to you. Oh, I was ready all week. I had the food made and everything. Yeah, I bet. Well, you can... Uh, Sit down and watch the latest headlines for the Jets offensive coordinator search instead and treat it like a playoff game. I guess. Anyway, you're involved. You're facing yeah. the, the Giants in a game that, in all seriousness, I believe that the Giants have a very good chance to win. I believe you guys are overrated. Your Kirk is going to be exposed. You've got a defense in the Giants that's getting healthy, an offense that was able to take last week off. You only won the first matchup because of a 60-plus yard field goal. And I think that they will be able to shut down Justin shut, shut down Justin Jefferson. I believe you are overrated and you are sent back to earth t- t- tomorrow at 445. Yeah, I think you and most of the, the football community uh, thinking that. As a Vikings fan, you know, I, I saw a funny... Uh, post from somebody online this week that, that said Vikings fans are the opposite of Cowboy fans. And no matter how bad things are, the Cowboys always think they're the greatest team in the league. And no matter how good things are going, the Vikings always are waiting for that letdown. So that letdown may come tomorrow, very very much. Uh, I, my, my concern is that when the Vikings do lose, maybe tomorrow, maybe they get blown out next week by the Niners, it undoes all of the work they accomplished in the regular season, because I do think it's a good football team. And we can talk about all the metrics, this and that, but there is something to be said about finding ways to win games. And that's what you have to do in the playoffs. So when you look at the Giants, they're led by Daniel Jones, who I've always been a fan of. But if you go back and you look last 20 years, quarterbacks making their first start in the playoffs against a quarterback who has started in the playoffs before, it hasn't gone very well for that first-time starter. And that's the scenario here. Uh, Daniel Jones is starting in the playoffs for the first time on the road in a tough place to play. The Vikings have the fourth best winning percentage at home since that building opened. And this is the first home playoff game in five years. The crowd's going to be ready to go. And while Kirk Cousins, we could talk all day about his resume, he at least has been here before. He's won a playoff game before, and he's going to be at home tomorrow. So that's a big, uh, uh, I would say, concern or should be a concern for Giants fans. But then the concern that you alluded to is it's not 1 p.m. And Kirk Cousins, when it's not 1 p.m. this year, that's when the Vikings lost three of their four losses came after 1 p.m. And Kirk Cousins has as many touchdowns as interceptions in those games. What? Being at home. That is a crazy stat. Yeah, his quarterback rating is like 20 points lower when it's not one. So that's the big concern. Hopefully it helps that he's home and it's not his first playoff game. But that's my biggest concern for the Vikings. Is is Kirk Cousins going to show up, or is this going to be you know primetime Kirk that you know pees down his leg in a big spot tomorrow against a good defense? Uh, that's that's the biggest issue for the Vikings. I think the biggest issue also for the Vikings is that you're the Vikings, 
and you were so good in these close games and you put yourself in these close games and you only beat the Giants the first time because of a 60-yard field goal in week 15. The shoe has to drop at some point, right? Or week yeah, 16, 14, whenever that was. Good football teams. And, for, you know, for example, you get Seahawks 49ers today, which I don't believe is a, is, is a very competitive game for the, for the, the Seahawks. The, for, the 49ers will put them away. The Bills will put away the the. the the Dolphins tomorrow. That's my thing, is that you'll see good teams put away their opponents. The Vikings have failed to do that time and time again. Yes, that is the most frustrating thing about this team. They have found ways to win, but along the way, it's uh, very frustrating how they let teams hang around. That is a dangerous way to try to live. And we'll see if uh, if Daniel Jones and the Giants are, if, if they're in that position tomorrow if they can take advantage. You know, the Giants are finally healthy. I'll give them that, uh, especially on defense. They're going to have the entire defense back uh, for the first time in a long time. And they're going to have to try to slow down Justin Jefferson and even T.J. Hawkinson. When those two teams played on Christmas Eve, Kirk Cousins threw in the direction of uh, Jefferson and Hawkinson a combined 32 times. It led to 25 catches, three touchdowns, and only one pass breakup. So the defensive backs really had no answer. They're going to be healthier tomorrow. The Giants will. Uh, we'll see if they could try to slow down those two. But we know Wink Martindale blitzes more than anybody. And Kirk, uh, again, say what you will, but he statistically has actually been really good against the blitz over the last couple of years. So uh, if he could take advantage, you know, that he threw for 300 yards, three touchdowns, no turnovers against the Giants three weeks ago, whenever that was, a month ago. Uh, so um, we'll see how he does in a, in a playoff game uh, tomorrow at home. But, but there's a reason why it's only a three-point spread in Minnesota. Vegas is telling you these are two even teams. And, so it should be a good game that comes down to the end because these two teams really only play close games. Congrats to the Seahawks. Uh, they earned their way in. But I think today's a game where you see them hang around for a while and then the 49ers, whether it's Brock or Jimmy G or Trey Lance or whoever's a quarterback, they've got way too many weapons offensively and defensively, and they'll put this game away pretty fast. Yeah, I'm with you. My only concern is, again, going to those first-time quarterbacks, so now you have Brock Purdy, who is a rookie quarterback making his debut in the playoffs. And I think the 49ers are the best team in the NFC, but I just don't know if they can go all the way to a Super Bowl with a third-string quarterback in his first year. I don't think that's ever been done. Well, I don't think it'll be Brock Purdy in the NFC Championship game. Well, we'll see. But then you're getting into a Jimmy Garoppolo stepping in, having not played in two or three months, whatever it is. So it's, 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 it's the perfect, perfect fairy tale for the next Jets quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, in regards to today's game, though, uh, <laughs> Brock Purdy, I guess this is a little bit of a, a softer landing. Uh, he's faced the Seahawks before. They're one of the teams he's played. It's a divisional team, so obviously Shanahan and the Niners know them very well. It's not a very complex defense he's going to be going up against. Um, so we'll see how he fares today in, in his first playoff game. There's supposed to be some weather issues. I guess that favors San Francisco and their rushing attack. Um, but for Geno Smith, you know, this was a team that was, what, 6-3, and three, and we thought maybe they'd win the division. They haven't been the same lately. You look at the teams they've beaten. It's been a lot of backup quarterbacks second half of the year. And that Niners defense is probably best in the league. So now you get Geno Smith in his first playoff start on the road, potentially some weather against a really good defense. That's a big concern. Uh, the reason that 
you know, because it's a divisional game, it's the third meeting. You do have Pete Carroll, maybe. The Seahawks can keep it close and hang in there for a while. But to me, the Niners are the far superior team. There's a reason why they're expected to win by double figures. And I'm with you that in the end, they'll probably pull away and win fairly comfortable uh, at home today. Chargers-Jags will be 24-24, our first overtime game under the new rule. Ooh, I like it, calling your shot. I'm calling my shot. Look, I saw this Jacksonville team two weeks ago, and when you get Travis Ntn running, this dude is so good, and then all Trevor Lawrence has to do is to make one or two plays, and then that defense hangs up. Justin Herbert is going to throw for a, a bunch. Um, but I think we end up in overtime. I like it. Yeah, I think these are two uh, evenly matched teams. Uh, I like the Jaguars a lot in this game. Like, these are probably the two hottest teams in the AFC yeah. into the playoffs. Uh, but the difference to me, a couple things. Jaguars are at home. Uh, the Chargers have to fly cross-country on a short week after just playing on Sunday, of course. And then you don't have Mike Williams. That's a big loss when Justin Herbert did not have his receivers earlier this year. They look like a completely different team. And the third aspect, too, is just coaching. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles before. He knows how to win these games. And meanwhile, Brandon Staley, I mean, what were you doing last week playing already banged up players in a meaningless game, and now you're without Mike Williams most likely for your entire playoff run? He does a lot of things that just leaves you scratching your head. And he'll probably do something today that's going to cost them their season that will be the big talker on sports talk and TV shows Monday. So I trust Peterson more. Jags are at home. Trevor Lawrence has played in big games before. They won essentially a playoff game last week, even if they didn't look great doing it. But the Jags have more rest to get ready. They don't have to travel. They're at home. And the Chargers, typical Chargers, much like my Vikings, they'll find a way to screw it up tonight, especially with Brandon Staley. It's a great quarterback matchup. I think Trevor Lawrence plays well, and I think the Jaguars win at home. Um... Miami, Buffalo, is there anything really to say here other than Buffalo just beats them like 41 to nothing? Yeah, I think so. The only thing I'll say is my oldest friend is a Dolphins fan. I feel bad for Dolphins fans. They have not won a playoff game since 2000. And the last two times they've been in the playoffs, they haven't even had their starting quarterback. And you have to go to Buffalo today with Tua. This could have been an intriguing matchup. Instead, you get Skyler Thompson in a playoff game. I actually do feel for Dolphins fans. Plus, you go back to the, the years of Marino. They can never win a Super Bowl. Uh, I know they had a charmed life in the 70s, but Dolphins fans of the past uh, 40 years, it's been tough. And uh, this thing's to make it to I've been there before, the Vikings. You make it to the playoffs, but you don't have your starting quarterback, and therefore you have no chance, and it's just a waste of time and kind of a waste of a season. Mazel tov to Mike McDaniel. Is that his name? I, I, I think yeah. I have his name right. Who won his first challenge of the year last week against my Jets. <laughs> there you go. Well, today will be an even bigger challenge. Uh, Hang well, in there with the Bills. Look, they're not going to win. And uh, I, I, feel, I, feel, I feel bad as well. I just don't think that's going to be a win of any kind. Ravens-Steelers, I think, is going to be one of two things. It's either going to be a Steelers win with no Lamar Jackson fairly easily, or it's going to be a grinded-out NFC North back uh, matchup that ends up being like 11-5 to as your final, or like some score that nobody seems possible, but it actually is. Yeah, I think it's the latter. I, I, I do think it'll be one of those grinds. Harbaugh's a really good coach. Even if he doesn't have the starting quarterback, I, I think they'll be ready to go. And last week with their third stringer, 
They kept it to 11 in Cincinnati, and they had a chance in the fourth quarter. Now, if Anthony Brown does start this game, then the Ravens are in big trouble. But if you at least give me Huntley, the backup, not the third stringer, I think Baltimore can hang in there. Their defense is, is playing better. Uh, I know Cincinnati's offense has been really good, and the Bengals will be at home. But, you know, it'll probably be a cold day outside in Cincinnati. Um, I do think it's a, a slugfest uh, black you, you, battle you mean in, in the in, AFC North. Yeah, uh, Pittsburgh, you mean? The Ravens in it. Pittsburgh, you mean tomorrow night? Oh, sorry, uh, sorry, that is. Jeez, hold on a second. Yours truly may have goofed. <laughs> Folks, sometimes you make a boo boo, and you have to uh, correct the boo boo on the spot. You you know this working in live radio for years. Oh yeah. And uh, I thought that matchup was Ravens Steelers, and instead it is Ravens. Bengals, I apologize. I didn't say I said the wrong thing, which changes my view on this matchup because then I think that this is a grinded out NFC North battle where the Ravens stick around for a little bit and then Joe Burrow and company pull away. Yeah, you know, these divisional games are always tight, obviously. You know each other very well. Um, like I said, you know, the Ravens defense, I think, will keep them in it. So. I think this will be an intriguing game. Uh, the, the, the Bengals are expected to win by double figures. I think they'll be closer than that, assuming, again, it's at least Huntley and not Anthony Brown. I haven't seen yeah. the latest quarterback news, but uh, it's a shame that either. we've gotten to this time of the year and you're missing uh, you know, a bunch of these quarterbacks because uh, with Lamar Jackson, this would have been a really fun game instead of hoping the Ravens can make it a game now. Um, no, nothing new on who that quarterback is. Uh, what we do know is that it will be Dak Prescott versus um, Tom Brady in what could be Tom Brady's last NFL game on Monday night to end Super Wild Card Weekend. Luke, um, the, the Cowboys should win this game. They are the better team. This is not Tampa of a couple years ago. But why do I see myself thinking Tom Brady every single time? Me too. I think I'm falling for the trap. Now, I've always said with Tom Brady, I'll be the last one to leave the party. I'll, I'll clean up after everyone else and turn off the lights. You can all bail on Brady. I'll be the last one. And when things didn't look great this year, you know, they started to come together the final weeks of the season as they got healthy. Uh, Brady, you get him at home. Now, granted, in his older years, he hasn't been great on primetime. Uh, maybe it's too late for him. He's used to going to bed, uh, going to bed you know, early. He's got to play these late games. But you get him at home. The Cowboys, it's hard to trust Dak Prescott and all his interceptions and Mike McCarthy with his coaching blunder a year ago in the playoffs. It's hard to trust these guys to go on the road in a playoff game and beat Tom Brady, which the Cowboys have never been able to do in Brady's career. But the Cowboys, they're 1-4 when playing on grass. We saw them last week outdoors in Washington. looked terrible. And Tampa Bay has gotten healthy. When they have their starting defensive line, they're 5-1 and one this year. And the numbers, I don't have the stats in front of me, but the yards per carry is cut almost in half. Points allowed are really cut down. And they're going to be healthy Monday night. So, you know, I know the Bucks played in a bad division. Brady didn't always look great. But they had a lot of injuries to deal with this year. When they've been at full strength, the Buccaneers have actually played pretty good football this year. They should be pretty much at full strength Monday night. And I do think the Bucks win at home. I just, I, it, It's Tom Brady. It's hard to, to doubt him in a playoff game. I trust him more than Dak Prescott. I think it's the uh, Buccaneers win at home Monday night. I have a game to watch golf during. 
Which one? Uh, that would be the Dolphins and Bills. Sony Open. Yeah. Final round. I agree with you. I also have a person or player to watch. Oh, who's that? Which normally we don't have in the playoffs. And that person is, drumroll please, Greg Olson. Oh. Because if Tom Brady loses, is this Olson's one time in the Fox number one booth? <laughs> yeah. So much starts the second the Bucks lose, which is, I, but look, I think the Cowboys are the better team. And yet every time I look at the Bucks, I see comebacks time and time again. Yeah. I will say this, though. You know, Sean Payton uh, apparently is holding off all further interviews until Tuesday, not Monday, Tuesday. I think he's waiting to see if the Cowboys lose. And if they do, you know, maybe you move on from McCarthy. So maybe Sean Payton's expecting a Cowboys loss Monday night uh, against the Buccaneers. Maybe. He's Luke Morrow. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's Luke Morrow. He's the man. And thank you, Luke, for uh, joining us on the Sunday Sprint on a Saturday. And enjoy the Coaches Show coming up next on uh, The City, right? Yeah, very good. 10-something FM? Yes, 102.1 FM. Look at you. If you're in Charleston, tune in to the Coaches Show before the Citadel men's basketball game. Oh, yeah. Who's your opponent today? Western Carolina. Western Carolina. The Coaches Show is next for Luke. Enjoy your football weekend, everybody.